Hi, I'm Steve Maletto from the Teaching Learning Leading K-12 podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dutchko. Ninth grade can be challenging. Let's experience it together. And we're going to experience today getting ready for your midterm exams. So we are back from our holiday break. So everyone had a nice holiday break. And we are back here uh, going towards the middle of January to get ready for midterm exams, which is a new thing for most of the students here at Emmaus High School. So we have two guests on today that are going to talk to you about the importance of exams, getting you ready for those exams, and some last-minute tips and strategies. First up will be one of our school counselors, Mrs. Demchek, who has been a frequent guest on the Ninth Grade Experience. If you revisit some of our previous episodes, um, you can listen to all the great insights that she's had, and she'll talk about it from the school counselor perspective. And then our second guest will be Emma De La Cruz, who wrote an article in the December issue of the Stinger newspaper um, talking about midterms 101 and how to uh, boost up your studying and getting ready for exams. So lots of great tips and strategies in this episode. If you want to take a brain break and go back and listen to some previous episodes of the podcast, you can go to ninthgradeexperience.com and look up any sort of uh, subject that you would like to learn more about in the ninth grade world. And also you can follow us on TikTok um, at ninth grade experience where we're sharing clips of these episodes and some other good test taking strategies as well. So hopefully everyone does well on their exams as they prepare to take those and good luck to everybody. And hopefully you take something away from these conversations, getting you ready for midterm exams. So we have a frequent ninth grade experience podcast guest back when she was one of the ninth grade counselors. Now she is a counselor for a section of the alphabet. So we're glad to have Mrs. Demchek back on the ninth grade experience. As we talk a little bit today about exams coming up in the next several weeks here. So uh, pretty soon we'll be getting some uh, stuff out to everybody about how to prepare for exams. And we're going to take some time today to kind of go through that process and talk a little bit about how to prepare for these exams that we haven't had here in Emmaus High School with the stakes like they are uh, almost in four years. So if you're a senior watching this, maybe you remember way back from before the pandemic. But uh, if not, then... You haven't had exams like this here. So, Mrs. Demchev, thanks a lot for joining us. No problem. Happy to be here with you, Mr. Stutchko. Yes, this is um, going to be interesting, I think, uh, for students to have to kind of get acclimated to how things are uh, working with regard to midterms and finals. And for the majority of the students in the building right now, this is a very new thing. Yeah, so why don't you just start off at first by just telling everybody, we'll just keep the microphone there. Um, tell everyone first, like, kind of, like, the setup for exams. So, like, we know that they're going to be next in two weeks, and we know that they're Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But when we talk about them not being the way that they were previously, can you just say a little bit about, like, what are exams, what they count for, and kind of all those, you know, the logistical things that have been sent out to parents and all their stuff, but maybe students are maybe hearing this for the first time. Okay. So um, for those of you who aren't aware, the midterms and the finals each count 10% towards the final grade that you earn in your course. Um, and so with that percentage, that does definitely mean that these exams play a very large role in your final grades. 
Um, if you have uh, done well in marking period one and two, most likely you will do well on the midterm. Um, if you have not done well, doing well on the midterm can actually help to increase your grade right now. Um, so it is very important to take these things seriously. Um, what are exams? They are, um, in most courses, cumulative from the beginning of the year until the end of the second marking period. So in a lot of classes, we, you know, students are taking an exam for maybe the first time. So for somebody that's coming in and taking it for the first time, or maybe in our previous years where students, they didn't count for nearly as much, what would you say is like the first thing as you're getting ready to prepare for exams, what would like be your first tip for students to kind of, this is where I should start. Like maybe I'm overwhelmed. I, I know what an exam is. I've gotten a study guide at this point, but like, where do I start? I think that the best piece of advice I can give is to make a plan to do just that. And what would that plan be? My recommendation would be to Definitely uh, look at those review sheets and those um, review topical uh, listings that you received from teachers and um, look at the amount of time that you have to prepare uh, between now and the date of the exam. And then really like make a commitment to actually studying. And it should be a little bit each day. Um, I, I am definitely not a believer in cramming. Um, it really, that's not going to uh, do very much for students, but um, continuous kind of digging back in that brain and pulling that material back towards the working memory. Remember, you have had pretty much all of this material already, so it's in there, but you've kind of got to get it from the back, you know, um, and bring it up to the working memory. So. Doing that, um, periodically reviewing a little bit each day. Maybe you take a chapter a day. Maybe you take, um, you know, a page of a review sheet each day. But just kind of going over um, things in a scheduled format is probably my best piece of advice as to how to get started. I feel like we've had many conversations about study skills and other things before in previous episodes. And that seems to be a tip, too, even like when you're preparing for like a chapter test or unit test, kind of taking those small steps. Um, and I know on the board outside of the school counseling office, there are different tips. And uh, it was actually one of the TikTok videos we used earlier this week to start talking about this. And I know that one of them up there was like making sure that you're doing stuff every day as opposed to cramming and kind of making sure students, you know, don't just try to, you know, for that Wednesday exam, you don't start studying Tuesday night at 11 o'clock because it's just not going to be effective to kind of actually learn the material. Exactly. And I, I feel that um, for students who do kind of wait till the last minute, you know, our, our procrastinators out there, um, inevitably they will come upon something that will kind of just frustrate them to the point where they may just, you know, shut down, close all the notes, close the textbook and just say, I'm done with this. Doing the uh, reviews um, very kind of uh, scheduled and sequentially gives students the opportunity to identify things that maybe they need some more help with. Maybe they need a clarification. And then you're giving yourself that time to be able to reach out to the teacher and kind of get that information before the exam so that you're not sitting there the night before going, I don't, I don't understand this. I, I, I live it. And then just saying, you know, screw it. 
because that's not going to get you a good grade. I know a lot of times we, when we talk about this, it's students that are like struggling to like maybe pass a class, pass an exam. But I was just kind of thinking like a lot of times we don't tend to focus on like our students that are like at all levels. Obviously, freshmen is what we focus on, but like students that are taking like several like challenging classes at a time. And a lot of students maybe have not had that experience of like, I'm now in like three honors level classes. I've never taken exams. And like, that's a lot of pressure to put on. I know, you know, my own son who's been on the podcast, I believe on the first day of exams, he has like 1A, 2A, 3A or all his exams are all kind of lumped together. So for students that are in like multiple challenging classes, what are some tips or advice that you, would you give to those students that are like, oh my gosh, like I have to really, A, the pressure on themselves to do well and then B, the amount of material or like even the depth of the material that they're going to have to look at and review? Okay, well, I think the first thing to do is to really try to uh, like lessen those feelings of being overwhelmed. Okay, like you students know at this point that exams are coming up and we are not springing this on them. So, you know, getting um, that schedule, that study schedule kind of set up as soon as possible, getting on that, I think is a great piece of advice. Another piece of advice is to remember, like you have been in class, you have learned this material. Again, it's in there. It's just a matter of kind of bringing it up to the forefront so that you can recall it when you're sitting there, you know, taking the test. My third piece of advice would be to try your very best to relax. Um, you know, it, we have, we're, we're coming, you know, through this COVID situation and there does seem to be still like a kind of negative attitude about just things in general. So remember that you have prepared, you've learned the material, you're going through, and you will do your best on this exam, and then it's going to be over. When Once you get your grade, then you can kind of see, okay, what do I need to do from here? Um, panicking or kind of like, you know, totally stressing out over it is not going to be the best approach. So when you are making that study schedule, um, be sure to include, you know, breaks and time to do things that are important for your own well-being, like sleeping on a like decent time schedule, um, making sure that you are eating healthy meals and healthy foods, definitely getting exercise, spending time with people that you care about, um, walking your dog. That was something today that I um, spoke to a student about earlier, you know, like you don't have to sit down and study for, you know, 20 hours a day. Um, the other thing is, please look at those review sheets. Okay? Those are going to be providing you with like the starting points, right? Where um, you want to focus your attention. Like what are those topics? What are those people, those places, the theme of the short story or, you know, like the point of the, um, you know, science lesson that you had in in uh, biology. So looking at those and then, of course, going back to the notes, if you're fortunate to be able to review, um, you know, previous quizzes or exams, definitely want to do that. And then um, the assignments. Most of you have your assignments now in Schoology, so you can kind of go back and see what was my teacher really, really emphasizing in this unit, okay? If you are able to identify like those key topics, 
you're going to be in a very good place. So what would you say to the student that says, when I study, I just look at the material and I learn? Um, I know that comes up a lot. And, you know, we talk like that's not really studying. You're kind of just reading. So if you have that student, they would say, well, I studied, I read it. Like, what would you suggest that that student does in addition to just just reading it? Well, I definitely would suggest that um, a student who has read it actually tries to then either write it down or explain it to someone else so that they can hopefully get a grasp of the concept that the student is also trying to ensure that they know. Being able to explain something to someone else can definitely um, put you in the right direction to feeling confident that you know the material. Um, aside from just reading things, um, I know a lot of our teachers use different um, study, what's the word that I want? Study tools? I don't know if that's the right word, but things like Quizlet and Khan Academy and other places where you can go and you can practice. Um, that's definitely helpful and that's a, a very um, a good way uh, to also kind of engage some other senses aside from just, you know, reading. Um, uh, some students might find that uh, they learn better like when they're active and moving. And so I have had students actually like record themselves saying the notes and then uh, listen to that recording while they're doing a workout, you know, either maybe like on a bike or on a treadmill or something. So just trying to be as engaged as possible and take it, you know, beyond just the reading. That reading type of studying, the, in the air quotes, um, is the thing that you should be doing a couple times a week to kind of keep things moving in your brain. Yeah, keeping it all fresh so that, it, you know, you're kind of trying to not think about it all at the one time. So that's, you know, it's good advice there to kind of make sure that you're going back. And I think that's funny with the uh, listening to yourself while working out. I don't know if, I don't know what subject in school would be my motivation to like go out and run, run a couple miles in the morning. But, you know, it's kind of a funny thing to do. But I'm sure like students are kind of figuring out for themselves. And I think one of the things that's important is like, we can offer you all of these tips, but you kind of need to figure out for yourself, like what will work and what won't work. Like if you're the kind of kid that can't study um, in the room with noise, then obviously, you know, saving all of your studying for your auditorium study hall might not be your best bet. So like kind of knowing those different things, and I know there are different things on Naviance, and we're not going to talk about all those things that you're, we don't want you to do those this week because you're preparing for your exam. But like if you've done some of those and you know, some of those skills that you have or some of those things that are that are valuable to you like you can think about that so maybe if kids have done that maybe it might be time to like look back on that and be like hey like when i did the skills assessment called learning and productivity in naviance and you were actually reading my mind there um and most uh of our upper class students should have completed that um our ninth grade students may or may not have done that at this point but yes, it is definitely important to know what your like preferred learning style is uh, and then to kind of capitalize on that. I think you gave a great example. If, if you're the kind of person who uh, you know prefers to study in quiet, you need to do that someplace aside from the auditorium or the hive. Uh, that, that's pretty much a given, um, you know, uh, but there are lots of different things that, that you can do and I think one of the like the best pieces of advice is start now. 
Yeah, no, and I agree. And I always, I like, uh, I've seen the results of a lot of students' um, things. I always like the one that's like, likes intake, doesn't like intake. So if you need a snack to study, like, I always thought that was kind of funny. But I'm like, I don't even think about, like, when I'm actually, like, studying or, like, really working, like, what do I like or, like, all those different things. So um, lots of great tips here. And then we're going to have, after this interview, we'll have one um, with the student that wrote the article on the stinger, Emma. Um, so just as we kind of tie up here, so I was thinking, like, so I take my exam. So there's going to probably be one of two ways. Either I'm going to do really well or I'm not going to do so well. So what would you say to both of those types of students? Like, you take the exams and you do well, or I took it and maybe I didn't do as well as I did and kind of, like, what that means for me for the rest of the year. Okay. So first, like, for the student who takes the exam and does well, uh, that doesn't mean that you just don't have to work for the second half of the school year. You still need to, you know, stay on top of your academics and um, hopefully you want to continue to do well for the remainder of the school year. Um, for the student that does not do well on the midterm, um, remember the midterm is 10% of your final grade. So there's still 90% of the grade that you are still, um, you know, able to control. So you want to maybe make some changes into the way that you're approaching your second semester um, academics. So maybe you need to take better notes. Maybe you need to be reading or reviewing them more frequently. Perhaps you should um, think about visiting the um, tutoring that's occurring, um, you know, during the corn and homeroom or reaching out to your teacher to get maybe a little bit more clarification on things. For some of you, it might be as simple as doing all your homework. Um, or so, or come, or coming to school. Coming to class, exactly. But those, um, all of those things may seem small, but together they can definitely um, you know, make for a very solid academic performance. All right, so thanks a lot, Mrs. Demchev, for lots of great tips here. Uh, from the school counseling uh, perspective, from getting ready for exams, so we appreciate having you on. I, I think what I've told you in the past is you're our most, uh, the guest that has the most appearances on the Night Grade Experience, so it's, it's always nice to get you on, and every, you know, I think this is now every season we've done it, you've been on at least once, so we got to keep that streak going. Absolutely. Thanks so much. So today we're here with Emma Dela Cruz, who wrote an article for The Stinger. So we're trying to get together all these facts and uh, busting some myths about our upcoming midterms, um, which is a new experience here for many of our students here at Emmaus High School. Unless you are a senior, uh, you have not taken a midterm that's been like the midterms this year. So Emma was uh, writing a little, she wrote an article in the paper, kind of helping students to kind of understand how to study and how to prepare goes along with another article that was in there about all the nuts and bolts of the exam uh, policies as well too. So Emma, thanks a lot for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. So here we are, we're about two weeks away now from midterms. And uh, you wrote an article that was basically about like, how can students prepare and study better? So um without giving away everything right up front. So what did you find or what did you kind of, why did you feel this was an article that students needed to be able to read before our midterm times? Um, so like you mentioned, uh, most people at EHS have not ever taken a real midterm that was worth more than 5% of their grade. Um, and so they probably don't have a lot of experience in this. In middle schools, you don't have midterms, you don't have finals. And so studying for any type of cumulative test like that is difficult and it takes time. It takes practice and 
um, it's important that students have access to information like this so that they can perform as best as possible on their exams. Great. So your article is is in the in the print edition of the Stinger on page three. You probably find it online too. Um, but it says midterms 101, how metacognition can aid studying. So some big words there at the top. So maybe if people don't know what metacognition is, do you want to tell people what metacognition is? Because I think that's a really important skill for ninth graders or any student to really know. Um, especially when they're preparing for a big test. So what is metacognition? So metacognition really just means thinking about thinking. And it's basing your life practices, um, in this case, studying on what we know about the brain. So if we tailor those um, those practices and do them so that they work in accordance with the brain's patterns, you know, all those things, the studying time that you do have is more productive and more effective. So, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. So you're not wasting your time. I know when we talked, you know, as a teacher, you hear students say, I studied for like three hours. And you're like, what did you actually do to study? And it's like, I stared at the book. It's like yeah. staring at the book is not studying. So um, you said that you wanted to break down some myths about, you know, how to study for exams or, or some misconceptions. So what would you say is like the top one from your article and what you wrote about, like, what's the main thing that you would tell students is like, this is the best way to begin preparing for your exams? Um, I would say the best way to preparing for your exams just beginning is setting a good foundation for yourself in terms of your sleep schedule, um, how much electronic use you're getting. I know that sometimes that can be difficult. Um, food habits, everything like that. When you're healthy as a person, it's a lot easier for you to learn and it's a lot easier for you to um, absorb new information. And it's interesting that you started off by talking about like yourself as a person, as opposed to like Make sure you have all your notes out, make sure things are color coded, you know, get out your highlighters, all those other things. Because I think a lot of times we don't think about studying as like creating the whole environment as opposed to, you know, how you just sit down and just start cramming stuff into your brain. So I know one of the, the mini sections, I thought this was kind of one of the interesting parts of your article was about the importance of sleep. And you mentioned that. So what did you kind of learn about like sleep and studying and like kind of making sure that that needs to be aligned? Yeah. So sleep, um, I think most people stress the importance of sleep, but little people actually can stay on that schedule and it, it's difficult, but um, sleep does many things. First of all, there is this imp information processing theory, which says that any type of learning or information you process through the day needs time to develop and sort of absorb into your brain, um, which happens during sleep. So if you're not putting that time in, it doesn't matter how much you're learning, how much time you're spending on it. If you're not giving it that time to absorb and process, it's not really going to store in your long-term memory. And then it's also um, an immune booster. So immune system is stronger when you sleep. Um, lack of sleep can be li linked to weight gain and all those different things. We could get into that a lot, but basically if you're sleeping, you're priming your body for the best possible studying experience. And that's also a really important thing to know too, because the last thing you want to do is be up the night before an exam, trying to cram in all this information that if you start studying like now or whenever this goes live, it'll give you about a week to prepare as opposed to like, if you're going to study on Tuesday night, for the Wednesday exam during the first block and you haven't looked at it yet, that's really not the best time to be starting that kind of stuff to be able to study. So I think that sleep one is really important because, you know, kids may even get off their sleep schedule during the exams as well, too, because like you talked about our open campus policy, like if we don't have to be at an exam, you don't even have to be in the building, but that's not an excuse to kind of start 
uh, sleeping in and, and doing all sorts of other stuff when you might still have an exam. So that one's a really, I think that one is one that a lot of students wouldn't think about. Um, so I really like that you wrote that in your article as well, too. Um, the other one I liked, too, that was the third point was like that it's not necessarily like a matter of intelligence preparing for the exams. Like if you put the effort in and you put the work in that you, the results will pay off. So I know there's always this like kind of thing of we do it at the beginning of the year each year where we ask students to identify what a successful student looks like. And um, I've been doing it now. This is my 14th year here at Emmaus. And never have I had a student say like intelligence is a success for a successful student. And I think that goes along with the exams too. So what did you learn about that? Like kind of not necessarily relying on intelligence as like kind of a way to do well on exams. Yeah. So really um, intelligence or your IQ intelligence quotient, it's just kind of a measure of some of the natural abilities you have for problem solving, all those things. But um, in the real world, it's not the best predictor for success because you have all these other soft skills, things like communication skills, um, uh, work ethic, leadership, all things like that. And those are what activate those intelligences. But at the same time, your IQ is just such a small portion of your overall success. And you shouldn't let it limit you when it comes to challenging yourself. You know, if there's this course that you want to take and it's a little difficult, you should really use that um, use those soft skills instead and just realize that, um, you know, you have so much more to offer than just your intelligence. And if you let that stand in the way, then you're just kind of hindering yourself. So we've had a lot of talk about the, like the mental approach to studying. So like we've talked about sleep and preparing yourself and staying healthy and, you know, not necessarily dwelling on the fact of intelligence being a way that you're going to do well on the exams. So we've gotten that out of the way. So now, did you find any sort of like real practical applications of like how to study, like things to do, things not to do, um, you know, anything like that from your research for your article? Well, of course, um, like you said earlier, just staring at the textbook and rereading information. I hear a lot of kids saying, you know, like, oh, I'm going to read through my notes. Reading information does not um, deeply process it. It just kind of sits there at a surface level. And if you're not able to directly state back the information that you're reading through, then you're not really ready for the test because on the test, you're not going to have any of those articles or not articles, but study materials in front of you. And so if it's not completely in your brain and if you can't independently state it, you're not really ready for it. So I would say um, don't just read through your notes. You have to do some type of active processing. Rather, that would be rewriting it, recalling it to a friend, even like just stuffed animals on your bed, anything like that. Those active processes are going to help you better encode the information for tests. And right. then yeah. I was going to say, I like the, uh, I can just imagine if you're in a, like an advanced chemistry class and you're sitting there trying to redo the notes to a stuffed animal on the bed. I'm just trying to envision that scenario. I think that would be really funny if, you know, you know, you've had your childhood teddy bear since you were three years old or one year old reading notes to it. I just think, I don't know if the bear would really care, but at least somebody you're hearing it out loud and you're getting it to somebody else. But I think it's one of the things you mentioned is also in your article too, about the hand, like handwriting stuff. And I think a lot of times as students, especially in like higher level classes, they seem to type a lot of stuff, but then there, you talked about this like connection between like when you actually handwrite stuff, it kind of will stick into your brain a little bit better than if it's typed out. So what did you kind of learn about like handwriting notes or hand rewriting notes? Um, you even mentioned that as well, too. Yeah. So um, with typing notes, sometimes when teachers lectures get long, it's hard to keep up and just students take out their Chromebooks. But when you're typing your notes, 
it's more comparable to transcribing information. So it's just hearing it and putting it down on paper, but you're not actually processing it. And it's that processing that's important to getting it into your long-term memory. Whereas when you're handwriting notes, um, obviously you can't write what the teacher's saying word for word. So it forces you to condense it into shorter bullet points. And by condensing it, you're better you're, um, by condensing it, you're processing it better. So um, it's okay to type notes, but make sure that you're going back and rereading through them. And also, of course, writing them, not just reading through them. Um, so you're processing it. And then along with rewriting notes, that again, is just another example of an active process to help you encode it into your long-term memory. So you are a junior. So you've actually never had a like real exam period here. Last year, we kind of began that again. Um, trying to do exams, but they didn't count for as much as they did this year. So what are you personally going to do? You know, obviously you wrote the article, you did all the research where, you know, what are some things that, that you are specifically going to focus on yourself as you kind of go into this exam period and, and preparing for your exams? Um, so yeah, I am honestly a little bit nervous, but I think one important thing aside from all the studying is having a good mindset and just knowing that a lot of the information that you're going to see on your test or pretty much all of it is stuff you learned early in the year. So if you can be at least a little bit confident in the fact that this is stuff you've been exposed to, plus putting in the time, um, I think that type of mindset, I'm sorry, putting in the time for studying, that type of mindset will help you be successful. Um, another thing I'm doing is trying to work on my um, procrastination habits. That's just something that I personally have, um, staying up till 12, one, just trying to finish work. And it, I've found that even just getting like seven hours of sleep versus five, it like I feel so much better in my day. So I'm definitely getting a lot of sleep. And then um, finally, so this is something a lot of students might not think about, but most of the education that you have is built off of stuff you learn in previous grades. So sometimes I, like um, I'm in calc right now, but sometimes I even review like basic algebra skills for my tests. And that helps me um, with some of the harder skills that we're doing, the applications of that. Yeah, those are all great suggestions. I like the one about like looking back on previous stuff too. And I think, like you said, that mental, like understanding that you, a lot of this you've seen before, and then just knowing like you having been exposed to this and you're putting the work in. And I think a lot of times kids get worried about stuff when they don't put the work in. And I think, you know, you've made a lot of great suggestions today here about making sure you're prepared, um, even like cutting down like you know, getting from five hours to seven hours while it's still short of what is recommended for kids your age. Like, you know, it's still way more than five and, you know, figuring out how to get some work done early and before, before time is, is a great skill that will apply from now. And then even at the year end of the year for finals as well, too. So Emma, thanks a lot for joining us here. We're glad that you were able to come in and, and you know, expand on your article a little bit here and give us some more good tips um, to be able to prepare for exams coming up in the next few weeks. So thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Good luck, everyone on midterms.